turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit robblack.com. Robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Years flying by. Hopefully you're doing your 401k contributions every two weeks. That's super important. Super important. If I tell you one thing, that that's that's today, that's your sign, your sign to, to the road to retirement. Max out your 401k each and every year from ages 20 to 50, and you're going to retire okay. Wait till you're 30, a little less okay. Wait till you're 40, you may work till the day you die. A couple other things. First Friday of every month is the most important date for economic data. It shows us the jobs report. Those two things, max out your 401k and take a look at the jobs report. Invest every two weeks. This is simple, people. We make it way more difficult than we need to because we try to be way too smart with it all. Let's talk about the data. Let's talk about the markets. The signs of late summer, they're all around us, right? State fairs are going off. Premier League soccer started up over the weekend. Students are getting ready to go back to school and they're practicing their chat GPT. Data logging, data entry skill sets. Taylor Swift ended the initial leg of her Eras tour. Ain't that something? Year to date, the Nasdaq's up 31.3%. That's amazing. If you look at this market and say it's rigged, if you look at it as say it's a roller coaster, you're wrong. It hits highs seven out of 10 years in a row. It's been moving from the lower left of your screen to the upper right of your screen. Eh, let's not say upper right. Um, upper middle right or middle right of your screen, it slowly grinds higher. Whether it's the NASDAQ, the S&P, or the Dow. I'm not a big fan of the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. I'm more of an S&P 500, Russell 2000, Russell 3000, Wilshire 5000 kind of guy. But Russell gets no love. And the Wilshire doesn't either. 10-year treasury sits at 4.1%. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. That's like getting a piece of meat and it's all grizzle. It's going to be tough for the economy to eat through that. It just doesn't work as well. It's, it's that 4.1%. I can put my money in a money. I can put my money in my money market. I put my money on my mind, on my mind, on my money. Hey, oh, um, that gives me th- something to think about. Instead of saying stock market returns, where I'm like concerned about valuations, I'm concerned China's slowing down. I still love the market. It's not going to change. That could be a bumper sticker of mine. Still love the market, but I'm reasonable. 4.1% in savings. Haven't had in a long time. Oh, markets rally during the first half of the year has fizzled out this summer. It's been UPS, Apple, PayPal, all topped expectations, all saw their shares fall. And it, it tells you. It was too good, too far, too fast at the beginning of the year. And we were making up for some of what we lost last year. Oh, boy, Maui. Um, 
I'm not going to Maui this year. I will go next year or the year after when they want us there, when we could spend some money in their local economy and support. 93 people plus deadliest U.S. wildfire in over a century. Horrific stories of people burning to death in their cars. One man covering up his dog and they both were left a bag of bones. Horrific families wiped out. Um, government, government officials defended their response and said Maui's remoteness is hampering relief efforts. As of Saturday, 3% of the impacted area has been searched by dog sniffing. Uh, dogs looking for bodies, cadaver dogs. That's pretty horrible. Jason Momoa. He's out saying, um, don't come, please. So yeah, I just send money. So he's kind of got that legit thing going, doesn't he? When he talks, we're like, okay, gotcha. Um, what else do we have to hit as far as top stories from last week where the market ended up? Um, let's take a look a little bit at this week. Walmart, Home Depot, and Target, they're going to give us a look into consumer spending, which drives two-thirds of the U.S. economy. So we're getting earnings from those three this week. Americans are filling up their shopping carts despite interest rates rising to 22-year highs on credit cards. It's one of the main reasons those recession predictions haven't materialized yet is because we're spending out retail. Prosecutors in Georgia, ex- prosecutors in Georgia expected to present their case accusing former President Trump of election interference. Um, so another indictment's looking this week. Can you imagine the legal bills? I've had little teeny tiny legal issues in my life. I'm like, that legal bill got out of hand fast. A Netflix documentary on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial will be released on Wednesday. <laughs> Something tells me it's to be at the top of the charts. Tuesday is National No SpongeBob Day, a holiday celebrated in an episode. It's a parody of Burning Man, which eh, never did it. Didn't want to do it. Still don't want to do it. Zuckerberg has claimed that Elon Musk was not serious about their cage match and said it's time to move on. Musk responded, Zuck is a chicken. <laughs> God, I hope they, they uh, just meet in a hallway one day and just start slapping each other. Because that's what I think it would look like, a slap fight more so than a jinjitsu fight. Um, let's see. U.S. Steel, this is an interesting one. This was an, uh, an amazing company. It was the Apple of the 1920s and 1930s. They're looking to sell themselves. Interesting, right? Uh, I'm not saying that's going to be Apple one day. I'm not saying that at all. Just saying it's interesting how things change. <laughs> Currently, the S&P uh, is dealing with that high interest rates. On the 10-year treasury, U.S. Steel received a proposal to be acquired by Cleveland Cliffs. U.S. Steel said no. Tesla's cutting prices in China. There was a suspension in bond trading for a Chinese property developer called Country Garden. This is a story that you probably will hear a little about on CNBC or Bloomberg if you turn it on. That real estate developers in China are overextended and overleveraged, and they look like they're going to fall. And when that does, what happens to property values in China? They go down. Um, China will do everything they can to stop that from happening. And that's where the story gets kind of wonky in my head of like, do I really want to go further and explain more or not? 
So I think this week we're going to get July retail sales report. And like I said, Home Depot, Walmart, Target, TJX. I've liked TJX as a company. I've never owned it as a stock. I've wanted to, but I haven't done it because I think there's other players like Target and Home Depot that just look more obvious. Now, if you watched a little bit of the nightly news over the weekend, you saw one of the craziest smash and grabs where it looked like 20 to 40 people went into a department store and took over $100,000 of items. And it was aggressive. I never want to be caught in a situation like that. It's one of the reasons I probably won't ever wear uh, a concealed gun. Because I think I'd, I, I think I'd be so angry I'd shoot a guy looting a purse. It just angers me to see on television, like, without sounding crazy, it's not yours. I'm talking money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can learn more details and sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors, Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least 500000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. I kind of glossed over it in the first segment. I don't mean to gloss over anything, but China's lengthy real estate slowdown is probably something that's a little more concerning to me than I let on during the show. Um, We want China to work is what it comes down to. And I learned this from a secretary of state that I was interviewing 20 years ago. We want everyone to kind of work whether it's a terrorist country that hates the United States, if they have jobs, they're a little less focused on hating us. Uh, we want everyone to work, even China. In the real world, in the big picture, we want Russia to work, but they've got a problematic leader. Um, ideally, we all kind of just go about our business and move ahead. China's got a deflationary problem, and that is really, really ugly for economic theory. Back in 2020, they developed something called the three red lines to try to protect their real estate because they're growing so fast that they're they're mismanaging money. They're mismanaging debt. They're taking too much risk. Um, even the sector's biggest players in safe country garden, once the ideal developer in China, they recently missed a twenty two and a half million dollar interest payment on two U.S. dollar bonds and they expect to default. Uh, when you hear the word default, it's really, really ugly in the world of equity and debt. It's it's not a a good situation. I look at divorce with children as nobody wins, you both lose, or we all lose, whether it's the children, the, the husband or the, the wife. I mean, no one comes out of a divorce with children looking a little rosy. I don't know. Maybe you're going to say, well, there's that one time where the guy hit the one. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. 
airlines are pivoting to first class. How's that for a pivot? This was a little surprising to me. Um, part of that post pandemic um, PTSD is that we don't want to really get too close with people, especially on airlines, especially if the person's sniffling. It's like, yuck. Um, for airlines, though, luxury goods makers, the margins are just too sweet to pass up. Airfare has fallen precipitously. Prices dropped nearly 19% in the year through June. But premium seats can be sold as much as six times standard seating. And airlines are steady seeing a rise in demand. So for me to fly to Vegas and be at the back of the plane, super cheap this year. For me to fly to Europe and have my own space, super expensive. And more and more Americans are flying longer distance and with premium seats. Premium seats can be sold for six times standard seating. In 2009, just 9% of Delta seats were premium. But by 2019, that soared to 28%. And the company projects premium seats to account for 30% of ticket sales overall. That is what is referred to as outsized payout. American Airlines, they told CNBC that it plans to increase premium seating on long-haul craft. When you're going five, six, seven, eight hours over oceans, you're going to increase premium seating by over 45%. The company said premium seat revenues was up 20% versus pre-pandemic levels. So I would not have guessed that. Um, I find that to be a fascinating trend. I look at airlines as buses in the air. I refuse to pay for premium seats. Uh, Bill Gates once famously said something along the lines of he was asked why he was, why he was flying in coach. And he goes, what, do I look like the Queen of England? Now, of course, he has his own private plane. But early on in his billionaire's days, he was still kind of thrifty. That's going to be something that uh, I think Generation Z and millennials are going to have to try to take down. Um, private jets. Bad for the planet. Bad, bad, bad for the planet. Unless, of course, you're taking one. Nikola, they do electric trucks, and they don't do them very well. They recalled essentially every single vehicle that is rolled off their lots. And they've got a dodgy, dodgy past with it. Um, it is a company that Hindenburg Research said, you know, sell, that they've got an ocean of lies. This is a company I don't see how they survive when you basically say, we're going to make big rig trucks. And we're going to do them electric. And now they're saying, you know, we're recalling everything because of fire dangers. Kind of just a big old problem in my head. Taylor Swift is a hero in a food bank from coast to coast. Are you tired of the suburb of Taylor Swift yet? I certainly feel that I am. But the megastar who is raking in big, 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 big bucks. Uh, is giving back in the communities that she's playing in, and she's doing it with food banks. Swift's donation in March allowed the network to send several tractor trailers filled with 40,000 pounds of fresh produce to its member food banks in Arizona. Food banks around the country continue with increased demand, higher costs, tighter supplies of donated food. So yes, Taylor Swift is an angel. Not only that, Uber drivers are loving her. 
Fans of Beyonce and Taylor Swift have boosted Uber's demand by using the company to travel to and from concerts. CEO of Uber said, with an average of 3,000 plus rides per show, we've helped hundreds of thousands of fans get fun, get ready for the event. So 3,000 plus rides per show? That seems insane. <clears throat> but um, one rider spent the summer on tour attending 19 shows between Taylor and Beyonce, and one driver in Dallas made 40 trips taking Swifties to stadiums. So that's that's all that in a bucket of chicken. Hey, Apple's coming out with a new watch, the 10, but that's not until next year at this time. They still have the 9 coming up, but the 10, because it's a big old X, watch X. It's going to have a micro LED. It's going to have a thinner case. It's going to have blood pressure technology. It's going to be a game changer. We'll save lives. Um, you look for catalysts in stocks. I do too. Um. It's interesting to think that Wall Street looks six months ahead. I'm not saying the watch is going to change the bottom line of Apple. I'm going to say that they got the right product yet again. If they get that right with blood pressure, someone my age, mid-50s, early 50s, as I head to my late 50s and early 60s, hell yeah, I'm going to have a, a watch that does my blood pressure for me and tells me like, uh, oh, by the way, you're going to die today if you don't get to the doctor. Yes. Diabetes and blood pressure. And you know, you know, Apple's working on a sugar uh, monitoring blood glucose watch or AirBuds or something, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up the 24th, 10 days from now in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. The event is the seven readiness test for retirement. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. If you've not been to an event before, sign up at robblackshow.com. It's free. Learn more at robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Thank you for listening to the show. Like I said, I've got a big event coming up on 10 days. It's the seven retirement readiness tests. It's in Los Gatos, the Toll House Hotel. You can learn more at robblackshow.com. These are real. I like the events. I don't like it if you've been to two or more, because then it just looks like you're trying your best to do everything yourself. And I think that's where you get into trouble. I think accumulating wealth is really easy. You can do it. I can do it. I've done it. I can get the guy who's running my board today at the radio station to do it. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes a little bit of sacrifice of some of your free income. Um, but it's not that hard. Once you get to the point where you have 500000 to $2 million, I think hiring someone makes a lot of sense. Um, I use a CFP. I think it's the only accreditation that I would ever use. Um, 25 years ago, I met someone with Smith Barney and he's like, yeah, I'm a vice president at Smith Barney. I'm like, what does that mean? And basically it means nothing. It's just a title they put on business cards. I was like, that's stupid. I'm not a big business card kind of guy. Uh, when I was hired by EP Wealth, they're like, what do you want on your card? I'm like, no cards. So... <laughs> I, that's just me. I'm just not that guy and probably hurt my career by doing that. Um, but I'm okay with that. So let's talk about one of the things I think Apple does really, really well. First and foremost, before we go into Apple, I'm going to tease you on that one. Um, retiring early. I'm in the situation where I have enough to retire and I have enough to leave to my children and I have enough to live as well as I want to live 
and I don't want private planes and things like that. Um, life's been very, very good to me. I'm very lucky. I know that. I worked hard. I didn't get married in my 20s. I don't own, don't have season tickets to any sports team. Like I, I'm frugal. Uh, didn't live a good life in my 20s. Um, dated a lot. That was fun. Traveled a lot. That was fun. But never got married, never had kids. I have kids late in life. But okay, let's talk about retiring early because maybe something I do. If my company had, in two, three years are like, you know, hey, we're going to downsize and we're going to cut down on on promotion marketing. I, I don't know if I really want to work at another company. So things to consider. Uh, if you retire early, is that cost of living increases. So I used to think I could retire off $100,000 a year easily. And then I was like, you know, now that I got a spouse, what's up to $200,000? That's, that's, that's pre-tax, right? Government's going to take 30%. The state's going to take another 10 15%. Income tax, uh, sales taxes are there. So really 200000 a year in income is really what, one hundred and twenty. That's the way I look at it. But that would allow me and my sugar booger to fly, travel, do things like that. And I had kids. So my number went from 200000 to three hundred to 400000 uh, Cost of living. So when I had a child, a private school in high school would have been $20,000 a year. Now it's $60,000. It's as expensive as a college. I have a child who has a uh, learning difference it's on visual processing. I have the same exact thing. I learned to overcome it without going to special schools or needing a little extra help here and there. I struggled. But also, that's probably why I'm such a good storyteller in this day and age. Long story short, I wasn't counting on that cost of living, that cost of life going that much more expensive. I don't have expensive taste in cars. I have a Toyota Tacoma truck. I'm totally thrilled with it. It'll get 200,000 miles. I'm not stressed. I've helped more friends move. They may not be impressed with my my ride, but they're like, oh, thanks for helping me. Um, things that go up in costs, whether you, know, you, you learned about inflation in 2022, right? Where a bag of groceries went from 150 to 200 bucks easily. Well, not one bag of groceries. A grocery trip is probably a better way of saying it. Um, charitable donations. Uh, people are looking for pinch points. Uh, before retirement, a lot of people donate money to charities, but then they get into retirement and they're like, whoops, wasn't really expecting inflation to hit me so much. So I'm going to give less to charity. There's things that you're not looking for that can really hurt you in retirement if you retire too early. The worst year to retire in a long time was 2022 because stocks and bonds both went down and usually bonds don't go down. And that's why when you have a 60% stock portfolio and a 40% bond, you do okay in a down market. Not okay, you still go down, but that wasn't the case in 2022. So I've got three years of cash to the point right now if I have a stroke and I can't work anymore, I got three years of cash that's just sitting there earning four and a half, almost 5% in interest so that I don't have to draw on the stock market. Um, I don't know if this is even right to say, but didn't we just see a senator go on stage and have a mini stroke 
uh, where he couldn't talk for a couple minutes. Uh, that could happen at any point in time, which again brings up that Apple Watch 10. I'm buying anything that helps me not go down i'm all for anything that you want to talk about we can talk about money investing and more um peter schiff says some things that i i I get into i'm like do i really want to get into this listen to this tell me if i'm cray cray for going down this rabbit hole he's a famed investor he said that married women in the workforce are partly to blame for today's housing crisis Wow, that seems like you're going to get blasted no matter what. And it's in my head being a publicly speaking figure who talks 15 to 20 hours a week on radio and TV, and podcasts and videos that um, be careful what you say. He had a controversial take on a post on X, formerly known as Twitter. He started with an observation on mortgage rates. The 30-year fixed mortgage rate was, peaked at 18.4%. Can you imagine a 30-year mortgage at 18.4% in 1981? That's what we were paying. Seven years later, I bought my first home, and my rate was 10% for one and 12% for the other. Rates got as low as 2.65% in 2021. Current rate's currently about 7.4%. But back to Peter Schiff. He said 40 years of falling mortgage rates plus married women entering the workforce allowed home prices to rise much faster than incomes. Okay, let's let's see where this one goes, right? That went down like a lead balloon, like a lead balloon was crash. So he's kind of saying it's the women's fault. If if you just look at it simply, but let's see if there's anything in this. One woman on Twitter said, "You just insulted every woman who fought tooth and nail to break the glass ceiling, compete in the workplace, further civilization's progressive certainty." I can think of a single woman that's going to roll with your 1947 take on the female workforce. So he goes, that's not what I meant. Let's see what he meant. Schiff set up his contentious post by pointing out that mortgage rates hit a record 18.4% in 1981. What caused that monumental number of the 80s? It was runaway inflation. The Federal Reserve hiked the federal funds rate to 21%. Right now we're at 525 roughly. A year ago, we were not a year ago, but a year ago, we were like a two to three. Now, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we we're one quarter of a point to half a point. But the Fed, you could park money at a bank and get 21% back in the June 1981. Not quite. Money markets weren't as uh, aggressive to get you. So he goes on to say married women work to help their husbands buy more expensive homes. Women working didn't cause home prices to rise, but rising home prices caused women to get jobs. It was inflation that caused home prices to rise. So he's kind of backing out of it at this point in time. The extreme inflation in the late 1970s and 1980s spurred far more women into the workforce with the help of new training and job development programs under the 1973 Comprehensive Employment and Training Act. Married women are entering the workforce was a cause inflation it was an effect of the inflation it became a necessity in the 1970s of course there were other reasons but inflation was one of them so he says plus with rising taxes taxes and inflation reduced real earnings to married men so their wives were forced to get jobs i don't know i I, 
I think he's got some points there that we really need to try to grasp. But the way he went about it was an F for presentation, right? Or at least a D. It's like what DeSantis is trying to do, saying that slavery had, uh, it helped certain people with their resumes. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? It is a stain in the United States history. Um, But if you want to spin it that way, go ahead. You're just not. Anyway, let's just drop this and say Peter Schiff blaming married women. What he was trying to say was inflation caused the single family income not to stretch as far as it used to. And to this day, I see more and more dual incomes. You know what a dink is? Dual income, no kids. Um, I'm seeing more couples like that. Now, I grew up with I kind of wanted to marry and have two kids. Um, I think I could have gone dual income, no kids. I think I could have gone that way, but that's like probably 80, 20 the other way. Um, dual incomes aren't necessarily great, are they? So, and did they cause home prices to go up? I think we've started buying more home. That's for sure. Um, but I don't think that's a direct causation. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black. It's been a great 20 plus years. Many of you have come along for that wealth accumulation ride. When I get an email from someone who's coming to a seminar, um, I punch in their name and sometimes I see that you go back to 2002. I'm like, wow, I've been doing this since 1996 and, um, I enjoy it and it's cathartic for me. You've probably saved me hundreds of thousands in therapy bills. Uh, talking is a great thing to the point that it's a flaw in my life. I tell my children, anything you ever want to know, I'll tell you, just ask. And that doesn't always fly as well with my spouse. Um, And I agree, I'm probably not the best parent at times because I'll say anything I need to. When asked the question, I'll give the answer. Um, August has been a month where the stock market's given back a little bit. And I think it's a wonderful time to consider uh, adding new funds. I, I invest every two weeks from my 401k. But if I have a chunk of change in cash, um, I'm looking for companies that just had a good report that stock didn't move. I'm okay with that. I'm probably going to be making a purchase this week that I'll tell you about next week. I'm not allowed to tell you three days before I buy. Or I have to tell you, and then three days later, I buy. And I can't commit to that at this point in time. Um, But long story short, I I see opportunity in sideways to down markets. I don't look at it as like, oh, shucks, everything's going down. Oh, that's such a bad thing. It's not. Tesla shares are dropping day after the company announces price cuts in China. Um, Tesla has the ability to change prices on a weekly and regular basis. I hate Tesla. And I was given one a couple of years ago. Uh, when I sold my company and I, I think it's a gimmicky car. I would never buy one. Um, but they have so much profit margin built into every vehicle that they can cut prices. But if I just paid 120,000 for a model X and they dropped the price to 90, I'm pissed. I'm angry. Uh, so I think Musk's a little too cute at times, 
but he's trying to keep market share at this point in time. The Tesla truck is he has to get that right because I'm seeing more and more Rivian trucks on the road and they're good looking vehicles. And the longer we go without hearing a major recall on Rivian, the more people are going to say that's a legit truck. It's not a cyber truck that looks kind of goofy and stupid where it's really not a truck. It's really kind of a, a glorified sedan. Like I would refer to their SUV Model X. It's not an SUV. It's more of a glorified sedan. You can't do what you need to with it. Uh, it doesn't work well in cold. It doesn't work well with heavy loads. Um, now, I know the Cybertruck's going to have two or three batteries. You're going to pay for a base version, one battery. You're going to pay for a second version, two batteries. You're going to pay for a third version, three batteries. And you'll probably be able to do what you need it to do. But if you take a look at it, it, it's not a functional vehicle. It's not a functional truck. It doesn't have a big bed. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have what a truck needs to have. So for me, it's a white collar truck, which is totally understandable. It, it has its place. But Tesla has to get that right. One thing that I want to hit, Hawaiian Electric is lower today, down 40%. As Hawaii is burning in Maui, uh, people are start doing what they did to PG&E. Wildfires in California, someone's responsible, power lines. Um, that stock is tumbling hard. I don't know anything else to say, so I won't. Elsewhere, I want to talk about Apple. They've bought back over $500 billion in buybacks since 2012. If you stop and think about that, that's insane. Only eight SP 500 companies are worth more than the iPhone maker's total repurchases up to date. Apple has spent more on repurchases than the market valuation of Visa, $489 billion. They could have bought Visa. JP Morgan, $446 billion. ExxonMobil. Apple has spent north of $50 billion a year buying its own stock since 2018. It splurged $90 billion on buybacks in the last financial year. Warren Buffett says he loves it because when they buy back shares, I become a bigger owner. I too own shares of Apple. It is my largest position. Um, and I do like that they do the buybacks. I like the dividends and the buybacks. Um, I don't know. I just I thought that was worth bringing up how much they've done in buybacks. They cut their number of total shares from $25 billion to $16 billion. Pretty impressive company. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget a big event coming up in 10 days. Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos, California. Lovely hotel. I'll get there early. I'll stay there late. Uh, they've got a wonderful bar where we can meet and talk stocks before the, the event starts at 630. This event is going to be called Retirement Readiness Planning. It's going to be from 630 to 830 with CFP Chad Burton. So there's the Apple buyback story. We've done the Taylor Swift helping 3,000 plus rides per concert on Ubers. I think that's hilarious. Uh, McDonald's has a new meal. Um, I think it's part of a Loki tie-in with Disney Plus. Speaking of which, um, it, does anyone really still have Disney Plus? Does anyone really still want it? All the prices on the streamers are going higher. And now it's like, well, it's no longer cute. It's no longer five bucks a month. Uh, the numbers are starting to get much more real and much higher and uh, much more cable-like in their packages. So long story short, um, I don't know. I, I think Disney has some problems. Their theme parks will be okay. Their movies need a new creative director. 
and their streaming needs to focus less on their movies because we're kind of getting inundated and oversaturated with stuff. Some of it's really good, for sure, but it also takes away our, our need to see the next Star Wars film. We just watched six Star Wars series. Got too much Star Wars in my life. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, or is X, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Um, I put up videos every single day. You can find more at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors, Thursday, August 24th in Los Gatos. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Thursday, August 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com.